Hello, and welcome to Letters from the Lunchroom, a podcast by Communities and Schools of Mid-America. I'm your host, Victoria Partridge. Communities and Schools is a nationwide nonprofit which connects students and their families to local resources in order to remove barriers so that they will have greater success in school and in life. During this podcast, we talk to people who have a relationship with our organization. From students to staff members and alumni to volunteers, we know that people who connect with nonprofits have a story that led them there, and we want to know that story. Today, we are talking with Marlon Bremby, CIS of Mid-America's Student Support Coordinator at Southwest City Elementary School and Nolan Elementary School, both of which are located in McDonald County, Missouri. Please join us as Marlon shares his CIS story. All right. Hi, Marlon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing excellent. Welcome to the lunchroom. Would you take a moment and introduce yourself? Yes, I am Marlon Bembry. I am the student support coordinator for McDonough County. Uh, Typically, I am at Knoll Elementary and Southwest City Elementary. Excellent. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about the fact that you just mentioned two schools that you work at, because that's a bit unusual for a lot of our student support coordinators that work in the CIS of Mid-America Network. Mm -hmm. But before we get to what you are doing in your present day, I would like to talk about your past. And let's see where your CIS story begins. So um, what when did you first hear about communities and schools of Mid-America? And what was your first impression? When I first heard about it, honestly, I say I first heard about it uh, a couple of years ago, I would say now. Um, A good friend of mine was working for the organization out of Pittsburgh, Kansas, Mm -hmm. and I've heard her talk about it, and um, she's always seemed so enthusiastic when she ever talked about the organization. So it was almost like she, like, inadvertently planted a seed in my head Mm -hmm. about it. (laughs) So um, from there... uh, Probably last summer, um, I would say I got really more intrigued from in terms of going back and serving. Mm-hmm. As uh, I asked her about the if there was any hirings, and she told me how they were starting up uh, what they call a um, like a starter, I guess, uh, location down in McDonough mm-hmm. County. So that was close to where I was at, and so not too far away, and. I was like, why not? Let's just see what happens. <laughs> so. so you said you said you were interested in getting back into serving. So were you yes. previously involved with nonprofits? I have. So back in 2012, so I graduated college in 2012. And um, a good friend of mine, because I went to Missouri Southern and dropped in Missouri. Shout out Mosho. <laughs> and so, uh, I, so she had a job working as a case manager. Uh, for the organization's uh, Ozark Center. And so there was an opening at a residential facility, Turnaround Ranch. And so I knew that I wanted to get into like counseling and therapy and, and help out the youth. So I figured that was a good way to get some experience. And so I had been, I was with them for going on nine years. Um, I worked on my way to being a supervisor. So I, held, I had a whole unit under me. 
uh, where we house in my unit, we house 10 kids. Um, first half was supervising. I had all boys. Then we switched to all girls. Was That was quite a challenge and a lot to learn. And from there, we switched down to, I had gotten the younger girls from like 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. And so uh, mainly primarily dealing with mental health. And oh, wow. It, is that what yeah. you were doing when you heard about the opening at CIS of Mid-America? No, I had took a break. So from there, um, I wanted to just take a break to see uh, there's some stuff I was working on personally, some of my own personal growth. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up taking a job uh, working at a factory because I just wanted mm-hmm. a job where I could just clock in, clock out. Mm-hmm. And well, before that, I was actually at FedEx. I was doing for there and then ended up working at a factory job. And I would say it was around, around oh, May. Yeah, I would say about May of last year. I sort of realized, you know, I was really working on some personal growth, uh, not only mentally, but spiritually, and just realized that I was built to serve um, in any capacity. And so, and I sort of was groomed in that. Uh, My sister worked at the VA and she was a parole officer and a counselor for a number of years. My mom worked at an outreach for her church. Uh, My oldest sister I was a foster mom for a number of years, so I was sort of like just groomed to just be in that serving position. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so May is when you realized it, that you wanted to get back into serving. And when did you have the opening? When did you find out about the opening in McDonald uh, County? Uh, July, about July, August. I yeah, I was, yes. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. it had to be around that same time. Yes. So that's really exciting. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. (laughs) That really paints a great picture. Um, and helps me really get, cause I've never met you in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we work for the same agency, but we live in two different States and right. I work remotely. And so I love getting to know people, um, especially people that I've actually never really met in person. It's been, it yeah. gives me like a very blank slate to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, so then let's bring it to the present day. And you mentioned in your intro that you work for two different schools. And I mentioned that that's kind of a unique thing. Um, I know that in McDonald County, I believe there are two student support coordinators, correct? Correct. Yes. And you myself, each take on two, two schools. Yes. It's myself and Lacey Madney. Um, so I'm at uh, Knoll Elementary and Southwest City Elementary. And Lacey is at Wright Rock Elementary and Pineville Elementary. Excellent. So because that is kind of a unique aspect, the fact that you are both working at two different schools at the same time, mm-hmm. um, what I'm, what I kind of want to know is like, what is that like? I know that you maybe can't compare it to the other student support coordinators who are working at just one school full time, but how do you manage your schedule? Like, do you do part of a day at one school or do you split it up in a, in the week, like half the week here and half the week there kind of tell me, what does yeah. it look like? So it was a challenge. <laughs> sure. Definitely puts that that time management skill to the limit. Uh, so, I, so initially, I'm thinking, okay, let me because I want I want to give each school an equal set of attention. I really mm-hmm. do, and mm-hmm. so I want to make sure it's fair across the board. And so initially, I was doing half days. I was spending the first half of the day at one school, and so like so. Example would be, I would spend uh, Monday, Wednesday, I would start off at Southwest City, 
and then at lunchtime I'll move to Knoll, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays I'll stop in Knoll, first half of the day, and then Southwest City after lunch. Fridays will alternate depending on what happened that week, and wow. I realized that I was not really getting anything done <laughs> at yeah. all. And so uh, that's when I spoke to my field director Rhiannon. Uh, shout out to her, and uh. And we sort of worked out a way to where it's easy to just do. So now my schedule is just Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm at Southwest City all day. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm at Knoll Elementary all day. And then Friday, we just alternate um, unless something comes up where it's something happier in that week that requires more of my attention. But I'll make sure I, I always communicate with the secretary and the principals if any changes in the schedules come up so that way is is understood and there's no and they uh, you know they know to always text me or call me with anything mm-hmm. uh so that way if i can have to rearrange my schedule um i try to i try to be as flexible as, as possible like mm-hmm. i said so that way you know both schools both students both you know kids in the school gets an uh, equal amount of attention mm-hmm. so do you have the same amount of students like that you have on caseload, is it the same as the student support coordinators who just have one school? Yeah, so it's the, the total between both schools is the same. So it looks okay. at 55, um, but depending on which one is more, just it just varies from each school. And so, so like currently I have more of my caseload at um, Southwest City than I do at Knoll. And so. Okay, is that just depending on like what are the needs of those students at that yes. moment? Yes, it is. Yes. And so then do you also have programs that you do at the school and you just schedule those on the days that you're at those schools? Correct. I would do it that way. And I work closely with the counselors at mm-hmm. each school. Um, make sure they stay in the loop and, you know, they've been here uh, at Southwest City. I mean, and Noel, actually, Ms. Klein has been in Southwest City the year prior. So she already has some experience uh, with the area. And so I'm going to start coordinating with her and... That way, if I'm not able to be there, she can sort of take the helm on it. Um, but also, a lot of it is based on, because each school, in a way, have their own separate needs. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely work closely with the counselors to work out a way to where I can still be present if I can. Mm-hmm. Do you and Lacey ever, or have you guys talked about having any kind of programs where all four schools get together? Yes, actually, um, we actually in the works of doing that. We have a, a big project and because McDonald County has family liaisons at the uh-huh. other school because the county in itself has, if I remember correctly, a total of seven schools uh, uh-huh. in this, in the district. And so there's two other family liaisons um, at the other schools. And so it's actually a big project we're working on currently uh, because, and it was like a huge blessing. Um, there's a church out of Bella Vista, Arkansas that put on a big, uh, a big shoe event. Uh, handing out free shoes and so they we're working on getting it set up to where like there's almost like a school locker a shoe locker for the whole district oh, wow. and so that's a project that we actually currently in the works of trying to figure out and, and you know get the details of it and stuff like that so that's actually something we're going to be uh soon collaborating on as a matter of fact oh that's super cool i love that yes Okay, so uh, let's just take that little moment and transition it over to my next question, which is, what is one of your favorite memories of working with your students so far? 
Oh man. Uh, I've already clicked something. <laughs> oh man, I would say so far. Honestly, I'd say at this point, I have, I have two. Um, okay. if that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely, please. Oh, uh, one would be the. So I have some students at Southwest City Daily. Some of them call me dad. <laughs> so they um, call you dad. They do. They call me dad. Like, what's up, dad? I was like, what's up, son? And so, we just, it's just, yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's, it's, it is nice. It really is. Um, I've sort of, I've never. I would say when I was younger, like when I worked at the at the ranch, I always felt kind of awkward because I don't have kids myself. So I always felt kind of awkward. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know, like. Because, you know, we taught to keep, you know, those professional boundaries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, it's one of those, I know for some of them, it's that, like, almost having that male figure. For some mm-hmm. of them, they need that. And so, and it's allowing them to feel like they do have that male figure available to them whenever they need someone to speak to. So it's allowing that, almost almost allowing that for them to feel comfortable knowing that they can come to me without feeling like I'm always going to be business all day Uh every day you know it it creates that safe space that safe haven for them to know that they can come to me I can be personable with them I can be honest I can be real with them and so that's so I would say that's one favorite moment I've had so far uh the second would be I get a lot of kids that um who always want to like either play basketball because they know I'm, I'm really into sports and so, mm-hmm. and on a, on the side, I do powerlifting. And so they always want to like ask me questions about getting stronger, getting faster, and just having those talks. And I've always been able to relate those conversations to just real life, like life skills and stuff like that. And so I would say those, I, I really do appreciate those. Like when I get the chance to like, to like get a little downtime, I, go, I, I sneak over to the gym uh-huh. and stuff while I am PE. And just like just like play a quick pickup game or play dodgeball, and so those I really I really appreciate and cherish. And so especially me me being new to the area, um, it just yeah it just helps them feel more comfortable getting to know me and stuff. I had to pause because I just put two and two together, and like I said, I've never met you before. But you mentioned you're a power lifter, and then you work in elementary schools and you're playing dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, the balls are different now, they, and I even got so they're not so probably like when we was in school it was that rubber bar. It's not that anymore. They changed like those foam ones, so it's a whole. Lot. I ain't gonna lie, I was thrown off about that when I first realized. I was like, "Oh, these ain't the same ones." And they said, "No, like the, even the the PE teacher, no, he's older, so he was like, yeah, it ain't the ways we used to have.'" Oh my gosh! Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> Cause I, but I did accidentally hit. Oh, this is terrible. So we we played dodgeball, and I I was I I do get competitive sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I can remind myself. And so I threw it, and the kid saw it in the corner of his eye. So he ducked, but the girl behind him didn't see it coming. She got beaten in the face. I felt so bad oh, about no. that. <laughs> it was a fun one, so she she didn't get hurt, but still, like I was thinking, right, right. man, if that was a rubber one, that'd have been. A, a nosebleed or something. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a bad day for her. It would have been, definitely. Okay, so I have one more question for you during yeah. this this introductory part of the podcast. And that is, what is something that you are looking forward to with the rest of the time that you have during this school year? Uh, during the school year, uh, I would say 
continuing to get to know not only the students but the area area better um so mcdonald county i probably i drive like probably about 45 minutes to get to work and so i never really spent any real time down in mcdonald county just in passing if i want to go down to arkansas Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm really looking forward to still get to know the community and the areas and the people within the area because it's a very um tight-knit uh very small area one of those where like everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. and i've always appreciated those because i'm from you know st charles st louis area so everything's so spread out so it's like but for this one it's just a different atmosphere and as i said they're very closely knit they're very involved and they're invested in their schools and stuff so i'm really looking forward to to that and continuing to build that that connection with them excellent it's very positive i loved that not that i expected anything else but that's awesome (laughs) all right well i feel like we've gotten a very thorough and yet quick (laughs) unfortunately quick um oh you know for the nature of the podcast we only have so much time um but that was a really great introduction to you i feel like i could really pick your brain and get a lot more stories information from you so we may have to do a part two, but um, all for it. Yes. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with a second serving of Letters from the Lunchroom. So stay tuned. All right. Welcome back. As part of our show, we ask each guest to write a letter to the students that communities and schools serves. The only guideline that they are given is that it must come from the heart. So Marlon, if you would, please share your letter. All right. Dear students, young kings and queens, I'll be honest, I don't know where to begin. Uh, There's so much I would like to give in terms of wisdom, words of encouragement, hope, faith, and so on and so forth. So I would just leave it with just two things. First would be words of wisdom. Don't let the worry of tomorrow cause you to miss the gifts of today. Cherish the present, live in the moment. Don't get me wrong, yeah, there's responsibilities, even at your young age, in terms of school and sports. I got young siblings to take care of. At the same time though, uh, there's two things can be true. I appreciate those moments of laughter, those moments of bonding and connection. Uh, those moments are just sitting there even in just in silence because uh, just being around the people you know that cares for you is it's just a freeing feeling so don't take those moments for granted uh, though you, you have time to grow and accomplish whatever you want to achieve the present is a present uh, second thing would be words of encouragement there's a quote from theodore roosevelt uh, known as man in the mirror it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, who faces marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasm, the great devastation, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who, 
at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat so i say all that to encourage you to be authentic to be genuine you as an individual hold so much value and so much worth don't allow the fears of others opinions to stop you from achieving your dreams because at the end of the day it is your dream you own it and it's something that no one can take away so have hope for the future and know that mr marlin cares for you greatly and wish nothing but the absolute best for you know that you are not alone know that i am proud of you proud of anything and everything that you do that even when you feel your back is against the wall or that or that you're all alone that really that you're not alone because you have at least one person standing next to you sincerely mr marlin oh man okay i want to echo though they don't just have that one person because i guarantee there's a whole army of student support coordinators and all of us who are working behind the scenes that also are there for them. But yeah, they got that one person there on site and the rest of us are cheering them from beyond as well. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, man. <sighs> you said some things that really, really hit me hard in the heart. I'm not going to lie. Um, Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go figure. Anybody who's ever listened yeah. to this podcast is like, Victoria was touched? No way. <laughs> but it's true. It's because whenever I am talking to, especially the student support coordinators, what you told the students to be authentic and to be genuine and is exactly what you guys are. are. I mean, I've never met a student support coordinator and I don't know if it's possible for someone to become a student support coordinator who isn't an authentic and genuine human because I think that's just like one of the key aspects of the position of people who love working in this sort of role is you yourself have to be an authentic and genuine human. Yep. And so I love that you encourage that of our students. Um, I know that you work with elementary school students and that is such a pivotal time in life where they're learning and they're starting to, you know, build these foundations of who mm -hmm. they are and learning to be a genuine and authentic person when you're younger really helps as you begin to get older and you go into the middle school years and the high school years and you're tested. Yeah. And so I think that if you are a young person who has learned to accept and love and appreciate your true authentic self, then that helps you out with so many other things as you go on through life. Oh, it, it does. And that's something that I wish I known when I was younger mm -hmm. and stuff and so because I think in terms of people and especially with this I would say with the generation coming up I've learned mm -hmm. you know it's it's because I, I sort of realized you know I'm 33 like I have an old soul it's almost like I remember like it would be moments where I'm like man this generation don't know nothing like they said we're <laughs> old man or something like that <laughs> so but it's, it's one of those where like I've, I've learned to realize the pressures that they have because of social because I because Instagram and Twitter mm -hmm. and, and everything, it's like they feel like they have to create this persona for them to be loved or for them to be appreciated. And they lose themselves mm -hmm. with that. And so, mm -hmm. and it's not 
fair to them. You know, it's not that's it. It's not their fault. And so it's like, so if we could teach them that they know that you just being you is value. You just being you, people will appreciate a whole lot more than you creating this persona just for the world who you may never even ever meet in your entire life will appreciate. And so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel you on that too, because um, I too am a person who is not a youth and, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm raising a youth. I have an almost 16 year old and to see this child who's grown up in the world where social media is so common and if I could go back and change one thing about what I've done as, pa- as a parent, it would be to, uh, you know, prevent her from being on social media until yeah. she was this current age. Um, because I feel like whenever you're younger, if you were on that social media, just like you were saying, it's it kind of warps your inability to be your true authentic self because yeah. you're just people view you at such a higher rate because of social media and how things can get spread so fast. And then there's so much value put on likes and comments and it's views you got and how many shares you got. And it's, yeah, it's It takes away from just enjoying the present and the now, and it prevents these kids from taking the opportunities to try something that they think might not be cool to someone else, but man, they're really interested in it. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing I've learned, like just being in the schools and how prevalent that is and just hearing them. Cause I, I like to spend my lunch times in the cafeteria with them. Mm-hmm. And so just to hear them talk amongst their friends and stuff, it's just, it's, it's definitely been an eye opener for myself. And so and these are young kids that you're working with, like 11 and younger, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So with, so at Southwest City, they actually go down to pre-K. They oh, go wow. from pre-K to eighth grade and at NOLA from third grade to eighth grade. So, oh, okay. So, so you are working with some older kids that are in uh, eighth grade. Yes. So, yeah, but it's, it's interesting because, but they all stay in the same, so they're all in one building. So they all stay in uh-huh. one building and, but you can tell the influence is still there. You know, and it's yeah. just, it's, it's definitely an eye opener. It really is. And you see, just cause I'm older and cause I've, I've been in similar circumstances, you can see those spots where it's like, for a lot of them, because of their pride or because of whatever it may be, like they almost have to put on this persona mm-hmm. and stuff. And especially mm-hmm. as a male, seeing some of the, the boys here, like I can definitely tell uh, when like they all put on their persona cause I've, I've done it myself. <laughs> I've, I had to yeah. do it myself and so I, I could I could see that switch you know, almost like that look in the eye and so yeah what a shame I'm really hopeful that as we continue to grow as a society where social media is so prevalent that we will continue to also find ways to raise these young people in ways where social media is not a negative aspect in their lives because there's so much good that does come out it of is. social media Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I've, I, I tell you, I have, I actually have a playlist on YouTube of motivational speakers I enjoy listening to and stuff like that. So there, there's a ton, a ton of yeah. good content, a ton of good stuff. I also got a playlist of cooking recipes. Sometimes working on cooking <laughs> skills. And so that's, See, it's, it's helpful. Yeah, it is. It, it, if used in the right way, it's, yes. what's that old, uh, that old Spider-Man, um, with great power. Uh, great great resp- resp- yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, great power, great, great responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Um, with social media, it's a huge. It's you 
it's a huge power. It's had a huge influence. Twitter has a huge influence. And yes. so, yeah, like, I mean, things could, with, like, with those trends and stuff like that, like, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. Can you repeat the quote that you said at the beginning of your letter? Um, something about don't let the worries of tomorrow. Yes. It's don't let the worries of tomorrow cause you to miss the gifts of today. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I started writing it down um, and then it got away from me because I was listening as well to what you were saying and you were saying different words. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought that was really wonderful. Um, do you see that you're dealing with students who are struggling with letting their worries kind of, you know, get a, get out of hand? Yes. Um, I would say so. Uh, because in a lot of them, I mean, their worries would be a lot of stuff is at home. Uh, mm-hmm. They may not. And that's, that's one thing I could say about a lot of kids. I've ran, I've met here and in this area is they are extremely resilient. They really are. Um, you almost have to be, you can't, you can't see it from the outside. You have to be enmeshed, enmeshed with it, in it to really see when they are struggling with something. Because on the outside view, you can tell like from the outside is as if like there's nothing, they're not worried about anything. And once you actually in there and you pick up the little cues, you can see like there's something going on with them. There's this little like their mind is just some completely somewhere else, and you can tell they they're worried about stuff, whether stuff at home, stuff with their own friends that they're worried about or family members, mm-hmm. and so they're missing. And a lot of them feel like they they miss they do miss out on some of what's going on uh, presently and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even just a reminder of just you know we talked about social media and a lot of them. Because they worry about trying to make it big and they worry about, you know, stuff that's out of their control and stuff like that. So they don't, you know, see these times as, you know, stuff to remember. Because for me, like, I know with me being older, it's like this time, man, I wish I could go back and just mm-hmm. spend more time just hanging out with friends instead of trying to go up so early <laughs> and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, we were talking about, you know, growing up, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait till I get old. I'm be. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. It's like, nah, I wish I was the young again. <laughs> yeah, no, what you're going to do when you're older is you're going to pay bills. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So appreciate the time where you ain't got where you can just get up on Saturday mornings and watch cartoons and stuff. Like that. Right. <laughs> yes, cherish those moments because once yes. they're gone, it's gone. You're getting it back. Yes, <laughs> so. yes. So um, I, I think you're able to share this information. What are some of the focuses that you as a student support coordinator are working on there at your schools or in your county, like in regards to helping the students? What are some of the primary areas? Um, I was, a lot of it would be resources um, because it is a smaller community in terms of what's available. is not as prevalent to like the bigger cities like in Kansas City and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, Obviously, our biggest is resources uh, in terms of providing services. Well, it's getting kids just even on insurance. Um, mental health is is really a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, resources that's lacking in this area, so that's something that we've really stride on trying to find ways to get to get those type of resources. Particularly, would be uh, insurance and, and mental health. I would say I would say mental health is like number one. Honestly. Really? It's a, it's a number one thing we really want to push for. And so, because uh, people don't think that, uh, a lot of people don't think that neglect is a form of trauma, and that is. Um, oh, yeah. And so people don't think about that kind of stuff. And so that's that's a huge thing, you know, or 
yeah and so that's i would say mental health is for sure the biggest thing oh wow yeah providing those type of services those counselings um something that i could say that me and counselors working on um at southwest city is, is starting a support group mm-hmm. uh, for the kids uh, uh, so that way they have a safe haven to express whatever they need to express um mm-hmm. without feeling like they're going to be judged you know or shamed or anything like that and, so, and that's a peer support group yes yes so it awesome. would be so we sort of we're still working on how we want to approach it but essentially mm-hmm. it'd be uh me and the council be present with no we're going to have like volunteers come in but it'd be them mm-hmm. um have topics sort of lined up but they would sort of have weave how that it, make it open-ended make a discussion you know mm-hmm. so just not just q a but make it open-ended just for discussion because we feel like if we make it more of a discussion they able to absorb it more mm-hmm. um they able to feed off each other more in terms of realizing that they're not alone in whatever circumstances mm-hmm. they are feeling like they are in and know that again, the biggest thing is that they're not being judged or looked down on because they are struggling in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I think that's excellent. And they're also going to be building those relationships, which gives them additional supports outside of the group. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. All right, Marlon, we are going to take just one more quick break and then we will be back with some extra credit. And we're back with Marlon for some extra credit questions. Your first extra credit question is, what is one of your all-time favorite songs? All-time favorite songs? Uh, mm-hmm. I would probably say, because I'm like an old soul and I'm only 33. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would say my all-time favorite is A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I just got that his album on vinyl and so very nice okay your second extra credit question i love this one i almost make it my number one but yeah (laughs) it's my favorite extra credit question so anyways if you could pick a superpower to have what would you choose and why so oh wow um a superpower oh man so like, can it be, like, any superpower, like, or could it be, like, Literally I can steal anything. one from, like, another superhero? Absolutely. Because, okay, so, the, <laughs> I got a story for that one. So, <laughs> for me, so, I do, <laughs> so, my superpower would be the ring from the Green Lantern. So, okay. because it just so happened that the Green Lantern is my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the ring because he's only a limited, his power is only limited by his imagination. He can create anything with that ring as long as he can imagine it. And so I love that. And I love that concept with that. And it just so happened that both my schools, I gotten is this had to be the best Christmas gift. I got a, a picture of myself with, it so it's my head and I had the Green Lantern suit on. What? <laughs> yes. And so I got it. So at Southwest City is right outside my door, and then at Knoll is inside my office. But yeah, oh yes, yeah, so I got it for Christmas, and so 
yeah, it was like, cause I didn't realize that she, like that my uh, my director had gotten it for me, and so I didn't realize like, oh, like she was paying attention because we was having a conversation about superheroes, and I didn't realize they were paying attention, and sure enough, like that's what she got me. And so I was like, excellent, what? <laughs> yeah, excellent. Oh, and the kids well, love then. it; they love every bit of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, you ready for your final extra credit question? Yes. All right. What is the number one reason why you feel that people should get involved with communities and schools? The number one reason I would say is to that's a good one. Uh this number one. There's so many reasons. I'd say the biggest one would be to give back. Um I think that we forget as we gotten older the opportunities that people had given us, even behind closed doors that we don't realize that people are doing things for us. And so I think it's very important for us as a society to remember our almost like where we came from mm-hmm. and that to give back to the next generation so that way we know we we are improving the world as a whole. Um, because one thing I see that like society seems like it's they want to put so you just for yourself, look out for yourself, no one else. But there's no way a community can truly thrive and flourish, and anyone can truly find peace without giving back to the person next to you, giving back to the generation that's coming up. And so I think that's the this biggest thing is just to give back, to give create opportunities for others that, like I said earlier, that. People are giving you opportunities, like I said, behind closed doors that you didn't even realize that people would open up that door for you. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us and share just a piece of your story. It's been really a pleasure talking to you. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on here. Like I said, you want to do a part two? I'm more than welcome to. I'm, I'm okay. We'll let you know. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> And thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of Letters from the Lunchroom. For more information on communities and schools of MidAmerica, please check out our website at cismidamerica.org. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a rating, and follow us on social media at CIS MidAmerica. I'm your host, Victoria Partridge, and until next time, class is dismissed.